I was out this morning uh, roaming around the town of Rosendale. I, I arrived back from Thailand on Saturday afternoon and uh, basically spent the weekend sleeping off a kind of jet lag I've never had before from a 12-hour time difference. And um, so I I was uh, kind of given a tap on the shoulder and suggested that I go walk over this uh, railway bridge, this uh, old railroad bridge in Rosendale. And while I was out there, I was reflecting on um, something that I observed in Thailand uh, and have observed many times before, but really came into focus uh, because I sat through the presentations of about 16 different top presenters Uh, about half of them by video link and about half of us in person. And I was noticing that there is uh, very little speaking to or about the fear itself, this problem of fear. It was the problem in 2020 um, because without all that fear, all those people would not have been so compliant, would not have been so willing to sacrifice everything and one another and many other things. And now it seems as if almost all of the health freedom space and COVID truth space and all the other different uh, kind of movements that have arisen out of the 2020 crisis are all uh, advertising fear over and over again and uh, and and not even speaking to the matter of the problem of fear uh, so while I was out there I got another tap on the shoulder that said why, uh, why not? resume your uh, Course in Miracles program. I was doing this in, uh, in 2016. This was uh, during the wind-up to the 2016 election. I had a, um, a program going called Miracle Hour. It was, uh, it was a little awkward, and I'll, I'll explain why in a moment. Uh, but then the whole... Uh, Trump situation got so out of control that I felt like I needed to focus my attention on that. And um, it was getting more difficult to do this program called The Miracle Hour, which actually uh, had uh, had one station in Vermont broadcasting it every Sunday morning. And uh, you may not know this, but one of the underlying foundations of all my work as an astrologer and journalist and writer is uh, this uh, thing called A Course in Miracles that uh, was, I guess, channeled in the ni- mid-1960s. Uh, the I once got as far as doing a very close chart for the first channeling session between Doctors Helen Shookman and William Thetford, uh, and, it, and it came out basically as full expression of the Uranus-Pluto conjunction in 1965, and 
by the late 1970s, uh, maybe mid-1970s, there were kind of underground versions of A Course in Miracles circulating, uh, which are now available as what's called the Unrevised Manuscript. It's got quite a bit different than the, the one that got published, but it, the, the essence of it is still there. Um, and I came into this work in the late 1980s, well, 1986 actually, that's mid-1980s, uh, just as I was graduating from university and in the, in the midst of a my first really massive life transition and also a kind of a multifaceted life crisis associated with my Chiron first square. All those big moments of growth at the moment of these Chiron squares and the opposition and the return. And I got my first taste of that uh, in 1986. And right then uh, the Course in Miracles arrived. I had definitely ordered it. It <laughs> didn't come in the mail unwanted, um, but it, it it arrived on a um, in the, it right, right in the thick of everything on March thirteenth, nineteen eighty six, and and then I spent the next couple of years working on it in earnest. Uh, Course in Miracles is a text that's about six hundred pages, which I can't believe anybody is uh, patient enough to read now. And then and then there's a workbook, which is uh, much easier to read and. Uh, it, done uh, every day, like one one lesson a day for a year. Um, and after a couple of starts, I was able to do that. I believe from September first, nineteen eighty six, to September first, nineteen eighty seven, in a residential community affectionately called Miracle Manor. It was founded by Alan Cohen and Betty Sprague, and uh, it lasted two years. I was there for the second year, and it was a, uh, you know, there, there, let's put it this way, there didn't seem to be a lot of working with The Course in Miracles uh, going on there, and the, and the course itself calls for no uh, study groups or residential communities or uh, TV shows or, or anything like that. It's uh, basically something between oneself and oneself. It's a uh, a, a course in spiritual psychology, which is designed at helping people find what the Quakers call their inner light. Uh, the Christians generally call this the Holy Spirit. The Quakers, of which I'm one, have their own special word for it, which is their inner light. And this has got different names, different traditions call it different things. Uh, some call it Shekinah. Uh, the indwelling presence of God, also a feminine indwelling presence of God, and others call it the higher self and the higher power. Um, pretty much all amounts to the same thing. And what the Course in Miracles is, is a set of uh, tools uh, to help uh, guide one's thoughts toward, toward this inner teacher. And all the meditations are about that, and um, you know, in in some ways, you know, the things it says uh, would seem to be from the ego level to be quite outrageous, but it is a course in miracles, and it is designed specifically to address what, in it, its terms, is the impossible or hopeless situation. So it's, uh, it, it, it's the teachings are designed for when there is no other option. Now, 
they're they are designed for that, but it is it is not necessary to implement them only when there is no other option. But when there is no other option, uh, at least you have something. Uh, and and many times this has um, you know proved to be a a tremendously important um, and uh, and very powerful gift to have access to and. My failings with the Course of Miracles come from not summoning its wisdom and not like not remembering like just close my eyes and a, a random lesson will always come to me. Uh, and so, it, you know, working with it is always a process of using it. Right? That's the that's the thing. Right? Like like any um, you know uh, when I I took a uh, vow of refuge with the Karmapa. Uh, the the uh, what, what they said. I'm not sure who was officiating, but look, all you have to do is use this. You take the vow refuge, and you have to use it. And it's a very similar thing with the Course in Miracles. It is there. The question is, do we seek its comfort and counsel and uh, bring what it calls the small willingness uh, to allow God to bring the great willingness? Now, this leads to my difficulty with the course miracles as a presenter um, it, it is written in religious language and having read the text a couple of times and gone through the lessons you know at least once and some of them many times um, I, I've come to the understanding that the uh, this particular form of the course, and it says that it is only one form of a universal course. And I think that this form was designed for people who were really messed up by dark, um, by dark Christianity. There's a lot of dark Christianity, churchianity, and hellfire and brimstone, and. Uh, unhealed healers who you can always identify by the following statement, quote, you are a miserable sinner, and so am I, close quote. Those are people to uh, keep a keen ear out for. That is not the message of the Holy Spirit. It is not the message of the Christ. But my concern is that in, in teaching it, the, the work of teaching it really is in large measure, the work of translating what seems like very heavily religious language uh, spoken in uh, al almost um, biblical terms. But the thing is that unlike the Bible, it is remarkably internally consistent, and it's not a bunch of parables. It is, uh, it is, it is a course in spiritual psychology, but it is in the God as a he, Holy Spirit as a he, Jesus as a he, and it, uh, it, it can be, uh, you can stumble on it and probably will, I, because in the time when it was channeled in the 1960s, that was normal language. Everything was he, his, him. And now, you know, there's a thousand pronouns. Uh, and, and so uh, I understand not to let the language problem interfere with the deeper teaching, right? That would be a complete loss and, and un unnecessary. But it takes work to, f 
for example, in presenting any part of the original material, it takes work to translate out of that um, and is potentially off-putting. So um, I'm constantly kind of treading the line when I want to talk about A Course in Miracles. And, and, and because it is so in, inwardly um, oriented for me, because it is such a personal path, it, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to say anything at all, and I, I feel that really my, uh, my primary role is to use the material, to work with the material, to live uh, the teachings rather than teach the teachings in the sense of the words, and yet um, I'm being called to do exactly that. And I understand why I'm being called to do exactly that. It's the same reason that the Course in Miracles exists in the first place, is that there is such strife and such pain and such agony on the planet right now. Uh, and the fear level is absolutely through the roof. I have not seen the fear level get any better since the 2020 crisis. And I am concerned that the by by the vast majority of presenters uh, largely spreading fear and survivalism, um, and I am uh, in contact with a great many of these people and observe some of the rest and just cannot bear to even listen to a sentence of many of them. But I, I can personally only tell you of two, husband and wife, who are not in any way preaching fear. That's not enough. And um, the 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 health freedom space uh, pretends to have emerged as a response to the overwhelming fear uh, being capitalized on and instigated in 2020. But uh, I, th I think that is uh, doing a formidable job of continuing to spread um, terror and, uh, and, and not present much of anything that, is is um, helpful. I mean, genuinely helpful. And I think that most of the crisis of our time and the entire crisis of 2020 is and was and remains a spiritual crisis, not a medical crisis, not a political crisis. This is about who we think we are and it's about how we relate to one another, the choices we make, the, the way that we speak to one another, um, the foundations of the belief systems that we have. And uh, I, I recognize that in a world that is, uh, the world around us that is so driven by greed and survival and guilt and the fear of death that it, it, it can seem ridiculous to uh, respond any other way. But we need another way. Uh, otherwise, all we're going to have is more fear and, uh, and, and, uh, and sickness. And the, the sickness is about fear and it is about guilt 
this includes physical sickness and all forms of uh, of, of negative attachments. And um, I have uh, just finished writing a letter to um, my fellow. Um, I don't know how quite how quite to describe this, but uh, you know, many of the people who you uh, would be most likely to find in terms of being authorities on. Uh, the, the the medical issues and 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 virus issues and uh, let me let me see if I can read you uh, read you what I wrote sent email mm-hmm. um, written to one particular person he seemed to be a person with spiritual aspirations really I was addressing everyone. Um, I would remind you that the virus is not God and that no virus is not God. Dharma is acting as if to hold the world together. I'm growing weary of seeing it ripped apart in the name of anything. And I don't compromise my truth on this issue, meaning this foundational issue of science, ever. They're two different things. You can honor the foundational science and you can also not rip the world apart. I aspire to present it to the public in a way that harms no one. Since my first calling is as a healer and teacher, regardless of what I seem to be doing, and in such a way that I don't give up my power to the issue, either way that is worshiping an illusion. I'm concerned there's a a lack of willingness to take this whole matter down to the deeper social and spiritual material that it conceals. I'm talking about the medical issue, by the way, but I'm also talking about the finance issue and all the uh, the the kind of end of the world stuff that is just uh, en- endlessly using up um, like nearly all the bandwidth of uh, all the video channels combined. Let me say this differently: the virus and the consternation over the virus conceals something, something we need, and something we cut ourselves off from once the acid starts flying, and we've been down this road before. The tragic failing of Western medicine, or what Samuel Hahnemann, the founder of homeopathy, called allopathy, is that it is heroic medicine. The doctor is, quote, God, and will enter the scene and save the day. I suggest we not make the same mistake. Yes, the great hero Heracles killed the Hydra, and as predicted at Delphi, he in turn was, quote, killed by the blood of a dead enemy, unquote. He was killed with the Hydra's blood. Um, and so uh, the negative attachments that, w- that we put into anything are, they may seem perfectly rational, like the only response, but, well, they're not getting us out of the fear. And I think first and foremost, that is uh, that is what we, certainly what I need. And as a presenter, call me a teacher, presenter, minister, whatever you you think I am, uh, so, some part of all of the above, um, I aspire to get on the air every week and um, create a, a, a place where you can be with yourself in peace. My intent for the horoscope column, which is really just a kind of astrologically themed Course in Miracles is that uh, I'm providing an idea where you can be at peace with yourself in the presence of, of that idea. 
Um, I'm calling this new series Journey Without Distance. It's uh, one of my favorite turns of phrase in all of A Course in Miracles, which, by the way, despite the religious language of much of it, has some uh, absolutely beautiful language. And this, this is spoken as kind of a fan of Keats and Tennyson and John Donne and T.S. Eliot and uh, Allen Ginsberg and uh, other poets. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to end uh, right now with that packet passage. And by the way, this is, uh, I intend this to be an occasional series, not, uh, not on any specific date or time. I'll be distributing it via the Planet Wave substack and uh, repost re to others uh, from there, just so you know my intent. So here is the uh, journey without distance quote. Can you be separated from your life and your being? Question mark. Can you be separated from your life and your being? The journey to God is merely the awakening of the knowledge of where you are always and what you are forever. It is a journey without distance to a goal that has never changed. The truth can only be experienced. It cannot be described and it cannot be explained. I can make you aware of the conditions of truth, but the experience is of God. Together, we can meet its conditions, but the truth, but truth will dawn upon you itself. A journey without distance to a goal that has never changed. One of the messages of A Course in Miracles is, it's easier than we make it out to be, it is the resistance uh, within ourselves that makes it difficult. All right, signing off uh, from Kingston, New York, under a void moon in Libra. Um, I have a lot going on for me personally, um, mostly in the form of um, my beloved canine, Jonah Kelly Francis, uh, being in the end of his days. And so uh, I am taking it day by day. I just got off the phone with the vet. And so uh, I don't know how my um, uh, writing and broadcasting life is going to go based on how I feel over the next uh, week or so. But I will keep you posted and um, it's good to be back. All right. Lots of love. Thanks for listening and bye for now. <laughs>